Hi guys, and welcome to episode five. Evolution. Today, we're all about action. First up, a trip into your imagination. So we're going to transport you all to the future now. Sound good? So my name is Jane Fogarty. I'm a visual artist that works on the panel here at the Hewland Gallery. And for Open House this year, I'm delivering a workshop on the future of Dublin, where I made a map, and it's on the floor here in the gallery. And families are invited to drop in and create a building of the future, a piece of public sculpture for the future. Think about how people move around the city and what, what does Dublin look like in about 20 years' time. Well, describe to me, what did you make? I just made a little statue building thing. It's a statue that you can go inside it. I want to make a teensy tiny worm. A normal house. I'm going to cut out the door. It should be higher. <laughs> people are going to have levitating boots. A pumpkin statue... That reads lava into the pool. Then you, everyone can ha- make obsidian. They can use it to make stuff secure. Cars won't be going on the ground because like, people get smarter in the future. That's the thing, it can be very unexpected. I think there was a burnt down forest in the Phoenix Park that was maybe a little bit of the, the, the sense of nature being destroyed. I think, it's, I think it's definitely in the forefront of the older children's minds. There'll be a lot more transport. There has to be more ways to get around. Maybe it'll be more electric because we're trying to um, save the world from global warming. Yeah, better for the environment and better for the plants and animals. I made a bridge and it attracts the sun and makes energy for cars. It's still a sculpture. It's shapes inspired by waves going across the sea. We'll have more advanced technology. I've put my pyramid down um, beside the spire. We need pointier buildings to make the rain slide off it. We could filter that water and use it as drinking water. Maybe there could be like, if it was too right, you could like say something and then like blinds would come down or even a wall maybe. Maybe our personalities will change our environment maybe because of climate change maybe if it goes away um, the environment would be better Definitely the older group were thinking about where we source our energy from how to, how to harness energy from the sun, what's happening to nature in our cities I think they are aware of these things happen for sure. Over to the map New parks popped up in the city and trees popped up in the city and there was definitely a space for nature. I think for the younger children, it's, it's more interesting I think, to, just to think of playing and building. Uh, this is a sculpture. It's like one of those modern ones where they do absolutely nothing. I've been poking my plastic and just make holes in it. A uh, graffiti wall, because I think in the future they might have a lot more modern art. A rainbow. Lighthouses. The president's house. A sea snake. Uh, a person in a banana hat. A grim reaper. What the heck? I to scare away the boards and to scare away the people who doesn't like my statue. So their imaginations just ran wild, which was really nice. The young people coming up are, have a different outlook. I think what was important about it today is just allowing children to have that space where they 
felt like they could imagine and uh, to give them an opportunity to, to think about the future. And, and that was kind of the objective of the day. But I think we did that and they, they made an amazing city. We're kids, right? And as kids, it can really feel like things are getting worse and worse because of things that are out of our control. Grown-ups and politicians making decisions that we wish they wouldn't. And it feels like they just won't listen to us. Well, things are changing. There's a real sense of movement from the youth coming up, uh, which is really inspiring and very moving. All of these conversations leave you feeling hopeful in the face of all of these other things which are facing our generation at the moment. In episode 5 of Ecolution, we're going to show you just how much they are changing in big and small ways because we all know they have to. It seems as if change has become inevitable. In October, Germany announced that they were closing 84 coal power plants to save on emissions. Carbon emissions from 30 of the world's largest cities are dropping rapidly since signing a climate pact. Things can go in the right direction, but we have to keep the pressure on. There are so many things that we can do, as you heard from all of the kids like you at the school strikes. But what if you feel like you're too young or your school hasn't gotten involved in the protests? you can still make a difference. What do you think, Dr. Shane? So we know that the planet is in a bit of a sticky situation at the moment with loss of biodiversity and climate change and we're losing our clean air and our drinkable water. And there's lots of people that would come in now and they'll give you a long list of things that they think you should do, the actions that you should take. So travel less or eat different things or the way you move or the way you live. And I could do that as well. I could give you a long list, but I'm not going to. I'm simply going to sit back and ask you why. Why should you make any of these changes to your life? And I want you to think about humans, homo sapiens. And the sapiens means intelligence. We're a very intelligent species. But we're another species of life on this planet. Just like the corals in the ocean and the bacteria in your gut, we're another species of life. But the difference is we have a big brain. We're very intelligent. So with that intelligence, we have this great power. But just like Spider-Man talked about, with great power comes great responsibility. So we have this obligation to look after the planet because we are the most intelligent species on it. We are the most powerful species on this planet. I use the analogy of a watch and biodiversity. We're part of that biodiversity. We're another species. But we're, in addition to potentially changing how that watch works, we're also in charge of that watch now because we're so intelligent. So why should you make a difference? Well, simply it's the right thing to do because we're so intelligent, we're so clever. Now you might think that because you're so young, you don't think you can change anything. But look at Greta Thunberg. She was able to make a huge difference and still is, even though she's not much older than yourselves. Because adults can be stuck in the way that they think. You know a lot more than you think you do. And you're going to be around on this planet a lot longer after this podcast. So you've got great responsibility also. But think about it in a positive light. You've got all this knowledge, all this information and responsibility. So in addition to being part of the park, you're also the caretaker of this as well. Caretakers? Well, let's just take care. Eco UNESCO is one way you can get started. Their job is to help empower young people just like us in different ways. One way is in their after school programme. We went along one Wednesday afternoon to check it out. 
Uh, hi, my name is Jack. I'm 17 and I first got involved in activism when I joined ECO when I was 15. Hi, my name is Marin. I'm 18 and I first got involved with activism when I was 16. Hi, my name is Gio. I'm 17 and I first got involved with activism when I was 15 with ECO UNESCO. Hi, my name is John. I'm 17 and I first got involved with ECO at 15. Well, I guess I was scrolling through Instagram one day and I saw an ad for ECO UNESCO on Instagram and saw their... Um, and I was like, oh, I need a work experience to do. So I decided to do work experience. And then from that, I saw the YSD program. And I was like, ah, I'm not doing enough with my sad, pathetic life. I'll join the YSD program. So it's like a 12-week program where we learn about the environment. And then they teach us about the SDGs. And then after the 12-week program, I decided to stay because I got scared. <laughs> <laughs> Like, as I got more and more into it, and, like, as we did more and, like, the weeks went on, I found out that it was actually just really important. And I also really enjoyed the company. Like, obviously, I tried to be environmentally conscious, but I never thought about how important it was. And I didn't know that there was kind of workshops that taught you more about it and taught you how to teach other young people. So I went along to the first workshop and I loved it and I've been in it ever since. And I love kind of teaching other people about the importance of being environmentally conscious. I've always been interested about the environment and making an impact. Everyone obviously has different interests and like to highlight what's more important to them. Well, recently we've joined the Dublin Bay Biosphere Committee. The biosphere is the area around like Dublin Bay and Dublin and the coast mainly. It's all about like keeping the environment healthy and, you know, like like using, we were talking about bins and we're doing our first beach cleanup in October and we're trying to reach goals that will help the overall sustainability of Dublin and the biosphere area. I knew it was bad, but I didn't quite know how to make an, um, an impact and how to make a change. So Eco really gave me kind of the resources to make a change. A lot of people say, like, oh, we care about the environment. Oh, it's just a phase. It's not a phase. But what kind of changes have they made? And how could they advise us? Well, I've noticed change in my friends because I bully them a lot more now. And I, like, call them out and stuff they're doing wrong. And I make them act better and do better. And, like, I've given talks in school and stuff. So, like, my school as a whole has become somewhat better since I joined. If they could, they research, like, what's going on and help inform their friends and their family. And just reduce their plastic and try to cut down on their carbon footprint. But, like, if you know exactly what can go in the recycle bin, for example, then you can tell your parents what goes in. You go, oh, well, you're the one that puts the bin out, but you should know what goes into it. And then your parents tell their friends, they go, oh, I didn't know that could go in the bin. When I leave a classroom at school, I'll turn off the light. And and then all the teachers have started turning off their lights because all the students are like, turn off your lights, it's wasted, like, waste of time, waste of money, um, waste of, like, fossil fuels and, like, energy. So it's, like, like Maren was saying, it's the domino effect of just one small action influencing a load of other people to do it. And then, so, like, say, like, 50,000 people start turning off their lights. One person started that action, or one poster in a classroom started that action, and the effect is massive. So, why get involved? How can Eco help you? Eco UNESCO is a great learning environment, and it's a great place to learn about stuff that you wouldn't learn in school. Well, Eco UNESCO has helped me, first of all, gain my confidence, because... You know, it just puts you on a spot where you have to stand up in front of people and give your opinion, which it was hard for me at the beginning. Or even give presentations. Once again, it was hard for me. But then through practice, I kind of... Like, now it's normal for me to just stand up and give my opinion or give a presentation. Also, it helped me with friends 
uh, I mean, I've made, I have made many friends, and also it just gives gives me a platform and just I can where I can make a change and be myself. Eco UNESCO has given me opportunities that I never thought would have been possible. Like the trips I've gone on, the people I've spoken to, the events I've gone to, I never would have thought they were possible. And Eco UNESCO has not only given me the opportunity but given me the tools to get the most out of those opportunities. See, I wanted to do the YAs I made, Ecopoly, so which was a monopoly board, but it was based on the SDGs. So. Mine was called Fishy Pins, so um, my group and I went to Dollyman Beach and we picked up as much plastic and waste as we could, and then we cut up that plastic really small and turned them into badges in the shape of different like sea creatures and stuff, and then we sold them in school, in eco, to different places, and the money we raised went to Seal Rescue Ireland in Wexford. I was 15 when I participated in the YEAs, but you don't have to be 15. You can do it with your primary school or even local clubs. One primary school that decided to get involved in the Young Environmentalist Awards is 5th and 6th class at St Columbus in North Strand. We went along a few weeks back to see what they're up to. Good morning, Miss Creener. So, every project has to get started in some way. The first point, get your ideas down on paper. I have for everybody a sheet here, a research mind map sheet. And then I'm going to get a team lead to report back for you. Okay? There's no such thing as a bad idea at this stage. People recycling or something? People, um, wasting, wasting, wasting. People littering? Grazing in the water and pollution is one of the big things. Some people are very thirsty and are drinking not very clean water. We'll actually take Stop wasting water and don't overuse The initial planning for the Young Environmentalist Award are a chance to identify all the problems. We can't come up with a solution if we don't have a problem to solve. So, ladies and gentlemen, are we ready to do so we've already identified our environmental issue. Have you any causes? Uh, measuring people cutting trees, non-electric cars, wasting plastic, wasting water and fires. Overuse of water and pollution. There wouldn't really be a life cycle because uh, the plastics get into the water and then the fish eat bigger fish and the fit those fish eat bigger fish and then we eat those fish and the plastics get into our body. Um, some beaches have to close because of pollution. So water, water issues are impacting on climate. Okay. Yeah. People um, don't have water to drink so then they die. 
Right, we're going to move this quickly along. Two minutes, really quickly. Problem, how we're going to research it, and if there are any solutions. Good luck to Columbus. We'll check in later in the series to see how the project progresses. A thing that's come up again and again while making this programme is fear. Kids are afraid of the news, worried about what they'll find today on social media. Most of the news we hear about climate change, we find it on Instagram. Sometimes they might be fake, but most of the times I think they're real. I've like apps on my phone and I listen to like the RT news, but then I'll see things on like Instagram, like you and John, and be like, oh, that's completely contradicting something I just saw. Which one do I believe? So do you remember towards the end, we talked about Greta, right? And we talked about the speech that she made. So, and I remember, John, you asked me a question. Do you remember what question you asked me? You're asking me about whether it was 12 years or whether it was five years oh, yeah. that we had left, okay? 12 years or it was 17 months. Yeah, okay, why did you ask me that question? Because on Instagram I saw a post that's like, oh, we have 17 months until we can... They like slow down climate change. So. Okay. And seeing that, how did it make you feel? Oh, I got scared. <laughs> you got scared? Yeah. Why did you get scared? Because it's like, do you have 17 months? And like, I'm still in school. I haven't even left school. And in 17 months, what am I going to do next? Mm-hmm. So but, did it make you feel like you had to do something? Or like, what's the point? It's like, what's the point of going to school? I need to do something. Okay, interesting. Eco-UNESCO offers a place to share your worries in a way that's helpful. But you mightn't have that opportunity just yet. So what do you do if you've seen a piece of news that has you worried? Let's ask our resident councillor, Mike. So my name is Mike Hackett. I'm a councillor and also I work in PCI College in Dublin. Lots of things can cause us to worry and feel a little bit anxious, especially when we see images like um, animals who are suffering or uh, fires in the Amazon. Those things can create a sense of alarm, really worried about things. But I think one of the other things is the media has a part to play and our friends posting on Instagram and other social media often share only those things that they're worried about. And so we get to only see a constant stream of worries this is a problem and then the next day this is a problem and then this is a problem and if all you're ever able to see are problems that can help you feel less and less powerful and more and more helpless social media will learn what you're using what you're reading and it'll feed you more of that kind of information but that's only part of the picture the more of the picture you have the better you'll feel So if you're finding yourself worrying, look around you at the things that we're doing well. People who recycle well. People who look at their energy use well. Look at the things that are actually being done in the environment close to you. And that helps you look at what's real in terms of the good things and the bad things. Are they in balance? We'd hear like, oh yeah, this has happened. And like, oh yeah, great. And then like, oh yeah, also this has happened. And then like, oh... It's like a pendulum, like it could swing either way. Like one week could be amazing and then another week could be absolutely like disgrace when you're like, okay, we really can't save this. It's like when you're watching like a scary movie and then something pops up and you just want to like, cover your face or something. It's like that when I see I just like get rid of it. And then like a week ago, two weeks ago, I saw a post, they're talking about the coral reef and like it was getting better. And then I sent it to Gio and then I was like, it's just weird that it's making me happy. <laughs> 
for every five posts of oh lions are nearly extinct this hammerhead shark got beheaded there's a post where it could be like the population of bees is coming back or this coral reef is repairing itself or scientists effort to fix something is working that one post out of five or ten it does kind of like outweigh the bad so it gives you like a tiny bit more hope you're like okay we can still like save this like we haven't gone past the point it's okay to be scared about it you know like it's a normal feeling obviously you're hearing like the world is ending like it's really scary there's not going to be any bees or whatever like that is scary but you can't just look at the negative like if you like you said go on websites you can look up what work people are doing if you educate yourself on NGOs that are planting trees like there was a story that went around where I think it was in India they planted a million trees in one day like that really was like uplifting so if you try and concentrate more on that than the bad stuff it does change your state of mind. So if we go back to those tight negative feelings, I did. Want, I do want to concentrate on the positive feelings more, but like uh, of the scared and the confusion and the anger. Um, uh, do you know that like psychiatrists or psych- psychotherapists, I think, have have kind of come up with the words to describe this feeling or this phenomenon called eco anxiety. Okay. Sometimes there can be a bit of doubt or people are uncertain about some of the information going on around climate change and about what's happening in um, on the planet. So I think the facts are pretty much in and it is a concern. It is uh, something to worry about is the future and how we look after the environment. Anxiety um, is, is different though because anxiety is often things about the future that we can't change or we feel we can't change. Worry is something usually realistic, something that is actually on our mind and something that is actually a problem. But like all problems, some of them you can address, you can look at by breaking it down into small little parts. And then you can have actions that allow you to fix the big problem by looking at the smaller chunks of problems themselves. The second thing is um, some of the problems that are out there are in the future, but we can only ever act in the now. So there are things that we can do now that will influence the future rather than waiting for some future date because then it might be a little bit late. People kind of run away when you talk about the environment because they either don't understand or they don't care. But like you talk to the other people that do care, you kind of go, I'm scared about this or like I fear about this. And they go, oh, me too. Like I'm really scared that so-and-so is going to happen. And then you just kind of like share your fears instead of giving up and saying my mom or my dad or my teacher doesn't really listen there will be somebody out there who will listen and who is interested in the same worries that you're interested in and it'll be useful to see what you can do to connect up with those people because if you care about the environment you often have the same fears as somebody else that does as well yeah we always talk about like things that scare us or even today coming to eco we were talking about Greta Thunberg's uh, speech we always talk and share our fears Ecolution. what does that mean the first thing that really got me into climate action was realizing that not only could i do something but when i did Others got involved too. And this year has proven more than ever that kids have a voice and we can be loud. My name 
Sai Edison and I go to St. Joseph's in Rush. I'm here today because I think it's something really important um, to do with our future and to do with the future of the people that are going to come after us. We have a responsibility to stand up for what we know is right and that's just what we're doing here today. My name is Molly Pope, I'm from Mount Temple and I'm 12. I'm here today because I think it's really important for the climate that people are aware that climate change is like that that it's just an emergency and that people need to do something about it. My name is Elon and I am nine years old and I come from Monkstown Educate Together National School. I feel like I'm doing the right thing, though others might not be listening because it's for the world and the plants and the planet. My name is Linus and I'm 12 years old and I come from Monkstown Educate Together National School. We're here today to protest because the climate is changing. My name is Rhea and I am 11 year old and I have come from Monkstown Educate Together National School. I'm here today to protest against climate change so that the government will change the system and so that climate change will slow down or be stopped. My name is Bonvo Leary and I'm... I'm 10 years old and I'm from Gwaskothi Vrua. I feel good because I made all these posters especially for it because we need to change this because otherwise I won't live any longer than maybe 30, which isn't fair. My name is Satanta O'Leary. I am 8 years of age and I am from Gwaskothi Vrua. Basically, my sister, Banva, she dragged me into all this and now I realised how bad it is. I'm glad I'm here. My name is Abby Kirwan. I'm 11. Uh, I'm from St. John's National School in Clondalkin. I think it's really important to be here because it's for our future and if we don't do something soon, then there'll be nothing for us for the future. My name is Oshin. I'm 8. I'm from St. John's National School. I think that if we don't show the government that there's a problem with this, then they won't realise that they actually have to change stuff. My name's Mia. I'm 6 years because we want to save the planet. My name is Saif. I am six years old. I don't want the earth being destroyed by plastic. My name is Roshin. I'm 12 years old and I'm from Kilina Secondary School. A lot of people don't believe that climate change is happening, which I thought, like, everybody knew it, but really not only people don't don't believe it, but the people who do believe it don't think it's a serious issue, and we're here to tell them it is. My name is Shifra, I'm eight years old, and I'm in Educate Together School in third class. I came here because I really wanted to make a sign. It says, save the planet, not plastic. My name is Benjamin Weiss, and I'm nine years old, and I'm from OJS. I just want to stop climate change, because it's a big thing that hurts animals and plants. Jude Lynch and I'm nine years old as well. The world is heating up and we won't have a good world to live in. My name is Emma Carrick and I'm a teacher at Colostra Breed Secondary School in Clendalkin. Our school feels it's important. Uh, the girls themselves actually made this initiative. They wrote a letter to their principal asking could they come to this. Uh, they had had multiple meetings uh, uh, designating who could go and who couldn't go. Uh, they made the banners themselves, which are all, all going to be put up in our school. Uh, the reason the girls wanted to come is they believe that it's them now, at their age, who have to make the difference. Uh, they feel like sometimes the adults don't listen, sometimes our government and our um, Irish government in particular aren't listening and the globe isn't listening, so they needed to come here today to make their point that the planet matters. On Friday the 15th of November, today, RTE 
and the Houses of the Oireachtas are having the first ever youth assembly on climate in Dáil Éireann. It's a chance for young people to discuss what Ireland needs to do to tackle climate issues and be listened to in the heart of the government. I'm lucky to be one of the 157 young people selected to have their say. We met with some of the other kids at the launch a few weeks back. I think the youth assembly is so important because we've seen so many uh, young people across the country like strike for climate and it's really great to hear like opinions that have to be heard and the youth assembly is a really good opportunity um, for our voices to be listened to. There's loads of parts of the world where they, they think this is a crisis that isn't happening and that angles me because this is no money-making scheme. I really want politicians to start taking action. I feel like we have had enough um, about telling people what climate change is and how it's really affecting our environment. But I just want the politicians to start taking on ideas and putting that into action. It would be nice to have a perspective from the people who are going to grow up and actually use the world later on. All the way through this, we've talked about the small actions we can take. The strikers showed how they acted to make a change themselves. Actually, me and my friends have stopped buying from fast fashion brands because of not only the effect they have on people and like a kind of slavery almost, um, like they have a really bad effect on the environment. So we've just stopped buying from them altogether. Uh, we've tried to cut down on meat and tried to turn off lights when we're not in the room and try to use less water and turn off the tap when you're brushing your teeth. It helps. Every week we go to the park and pick up the plastic. The government needs to get more bins in, out there because there's not enough bins to people to put them in. I usually, if I see a crisp packet or something on the ground, I usually put it in the bin and sometimes I go with my dad and pick up things on the beach in the evenings. Well, I never leave the lights on if I'm not using them and I always make sure that the water's off. Well, we try not to buy like too much things that have plastics, like, especially if we don't need them. And instead of bringing plastic cups, we bring normal cups. Sometimes my mom, she finds it very hard to buy things because most of the vegetables are wrapped in plastic. Like They're like organic and they're wrapped in about five layers of plastic. Like with McDonald's, there's these little toys that you, if you get a different meal that doesn't have the toys, because those toys are made of plastic and they don't recycle. I use paper bags instead of plastic. Uh, we recycle every day. So in the classroom, we have all our green kind of initiatives in. We have our recycling. Uh, we have um, our green bins, our brown bins. The girls are making sure that they're not using their aerosols. We've uh, reduced uh, reduction on water in the school. Uh, we don't turn the lights on if we need them. We pull up the blinds. The little things that we can do in the school, and then as well that we're trying to go on our social medias and promote the fact that the bigger picture is that the, everyone in the world can do these simple changes. But the laws have to change for the bigger corporations to actually make this difference. I'm going to I'm going to use the plastic um, to make like art. But there's a reason we strike. We want to be in school. But if us leaving can get people in power to listen, well, we're going to keep on going. We asked everyone we met if they had a message to give people in power. If I was to say one thing to politicians, it would be just think of the long-term consequences of you wasting a month or a year and how that is compounded 20 or 30 years down the line. The longer we wait, the more of an effect it's going to have. And the fact is, the younger you are, the more climate change affects you. This isn't just about you and this isn't just about us. This is about the planet that we've inherited and this is about our future and our children's future and our grandchildren's future and we have a responsibility to take care of it. 
we have to turn, we have to do something fast because in, in 12 years there'll be no turning back. It'll be point of no return. And in 50 years, people will look back at us to be people who either caused or prevented climate change. You need to act quickly and fast and that you need to make it more easy for the public to be able to bin things or to look after the environment because that's really what we need to do. I'd say to get more solar panels and wind now so we can get more renewable energy. We need to tell um, companies to stop making so much plastic stuff and um, switch to recyclable um, materials. More public transport to be free and to have a good to have it, let us have a good future. Just that they should do more sooner because it's too, too little, too late. I would say they should go on strike too and they should help change this. They shouldn't just sit there and not help us. Like wake up and stop using all bad stuff for the environment and like help. Politicians should take action now before it's too late. Please try and stop this cause. Just do something to try and stop it. Listen to kids. They need to listen. Why not ask your teacher to get everyone in the class to write a letter to someone in power? A politician who could make changes to the system or someone you know with an influence. You could all work on it together and at the end, everyone signs it and you send it off as an email or as a letter. Use YouTube and social media as a place to speak out. You have a voice and it deserves to be heard. If every class in Ireland wrote a letter, it would have an enormous impact. Now is the time that we need everyone to act. So let's say what we are doing and ask them to make a change too. Evolution was produced by Nikki Cochran for RTE Junior Radio. Most of the material recorded for this podcast was gathered on a bike.